Open your Bibles, if you would, to the book of Acts, chapter 2, and we're going to look at verses 1 through 4. The book of Acts, the second chapter, and then, of course, verses 1 through 4. It says, And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, everyone say Pentecost, Pentecost. was fully come. Now, notice with me, they were all with one accord. In one place, the Lord had instructed them to tarry in the city of Jerusalem until you be endued with power from on high. Amen. And so they were there. They were ready. They were expecting this endowment, this clothing from heaven to come upon them and to empower them to do what God had instructed them to do. Amen. And suddenly, there came a sound from heaven. Now I want you to notice what kind of a sound that was. It was as of a rushing, weak wind. No. It was not a weak wind. It was a rushing mighty wind hallelujah and it filled all the house where they were sitting they were in that upper room and they were expecting a visitation from glory a visitation from heaven we are in one room And we are expecting a visitation, a saturation of his glory and of his presence. And there appeared, verse 3, unto them cloven tongues like as of fire. Holy Ghost and what? Fire. And it sat upon each and every one of them. And some of them were filled, but it wasn't the will of God for all of them to be filled. Is that what the Bible says? No. It says, and they were all filled. Every one of you today in this auditorium, all of you are going to be filled some of you are going to be refilled. Say me, I receive that today. Point yourself and say, that's me, that's me, that's me. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. As it has been said, today is Pentecost Sunday. Pentecost oftentimes is sandwiched between Mother's Day and Memorial Day. And so Pentecost Sunday does not always get celebrated or commemorated the way it should be. But not so in this house. Look at your neighbor and say, not so in this house. I want each and every one of us to experience the presence, the power, and the purpose of Pentecost today. Pentecost in Judaism was one of the spring feasts of Israel. There was Passover. There was first fruits. And then there was Shavuot, which is the word for Pentecost. Same thing. And so this was a time where Jews would come from all over Israel, just like they did at Passover. And they would bring a grain offering to the Lord. Oftentimes what they would do is they would take two loaves of bread and they would do a wave offering. I'm looking for some wave offerings in this place. Could you 
raise both hands and just do a wave offering and say glory to God. Glory to God. Amen. (laughs) And what they were doing is they were celebrating what was to come, the harvest, and they were thanking him in advance for a great, great provision in that season. Pentecost means 50. 50. And it designates the 50th day after Passover. Historically also, it was the celebration of the giving of the law at Mount Sinai. Again, it occurred 50 days after Passover. Remember Passover. They took the blood of the lamb and they put it on the doorpost and they were delivered from the death angel. And then they were ultimately delivered out of the land of Egypt. And then 50 days later, on Mount Sinai, there was thundering, there was lightning. It was quite a scene. The Lord gave the law to Moses. Now, Pentecost, which we celebrate today, is 50 days after the resurrection. In the giving of the law, there was a sound from heaven. He wrote his law on tablets of stone. But many of the children of Israel got faint-hearted because Moses was in that glory for how long? Forty days and forty nights. So what they did is they built a calf and they started worshiping the calf. And it grieved the heart of the father. And as a result of that, when Moses came down from Mount Sinai, three thousand people lost their lives. But on the outpouring of the Spirit, there also came a sound from heaven. And on that day, Peter stood up and preached a message, and 3,000 people were saved. And so the law brings death, but how many of you know the Spirit brings life? And I want us to look at a very interesting verse of scripture from Zephaniah, the third chapter. If you can't find Zephaniah, that's all right. It took me a couple hours the other day. (laughs) But it will be on the screen. We're looking at Zephaniah, the third chapter, and the ninth verse. Now notice with me this phrase, for at that time, what time is he speaking about? He's talking about at that time when the Messiah comes. When he gives his life and sheds his blood, it is in that time that he will pour out the Spirit and he says, in that time, I will change the speech of the people to what kind of a speech? I'm going to restore the speech of the people to a pure speech. Why? That all of them may call on the name of the Lord and serve Him with what? One place, one accord, A pure language. Sound familiar? And so what he's saying is this. When the Messiah comes, I'm going to restore to the nations a pure language so they can worship me and call on the Lord in one accord. This pure language is a language that has no pollution in it. It is a language that is free from contamination. 
When a person experiences this pure language, this language from heaven, this language of tongues of men and of angels, there'll be no complaining. There'll be no moaning. There'll be no groaning. There'll be no strife-filled language. He's talking, my friends, about the language of heaven. And why do you think that the devil fights that so much? I can tell you this. When the early church got this, they went out and turned the world upside down. If I can just get my people in one accord... If I can just get them to lay aside the petty. If I can just get them to look at one another the way that I look at them. Not the color of their skin, but from the content, as one person said, of their heart. If I can just get a people in unity in America... If I can just get the body of Christ saying the same thing, nothing that they propose to do will be withheld from them. See, he had to scatter them at the Tower of Babel. They had one language. And the Lord came down and scattered them because he knew The intentions of their heart were wicked and what they proposed to do was not according to his plan. So he scattered them. But on the day of Pentecost, he gathered them. If we could just lay aside those things that divide us and pray from that place in Christ out of a pure love language, we could see what seems impossible to become possible in our homes, in our schools, in our minds, in our bodies, in our finances. What do you say? What do you say today? Oh, the question is, can I experience Pentecost? Oh, how it is needed in the day which we live. I want to tell you a little story. It's a true story. Years ago, in the city of Los Angeles, the city of angels, the pollution was so poor and so bad that they could hardly see. I mean, it was just terrible. And so they said, we've got to do something about this. So what they did is they brought in experts, they brought in environmentalists, they brought in people of notoriety, and they spent tons and tons of money on how to deal with the pollution that was in their city. And so, weeks later, the experts finally got together and they came up with their so-called answer. They held a press conference. The mayor was there. Everybody was, okay, how can we get rid of this pollution? The man stood up and said, oh, I am so sorry that you spend so much money. I know that you have an expectation for us to have the answer. But he said, there is no solution for your pollution problem. And then he paused as if to kind of gather himself. And he said, what we really need is a wind from elsewhere. We need a wind from elsewhere to sweep down through this city and blow the pollution out to sea and give us a brand new beginning. 
And at the end of the Old Testament, if you read Malachi chapter 1 through Malachi chapter 4, you will see that the priests were offering polluted sacrifices. God was not happy with the priest. Their, their, their worship was polluted. The pollution of sin had filled the land. It seemed as if their only solution for the sin pollution was to repent and to turn to God. It's like there was a need for wind from elsewhere. A wind from heaven. And we've looked at it. In Acts chapter 2, after Jesus rose from the dead, on the day of Pentecost, there came, there came a rushing, mighty wind. Folks, I submit to you that a wind came from elsewhere. A wind came from heaven. A wind came from heaven to bring the solution for the pollution that was in the world. And that same wind is blowing today. Our solution is not in politics. Our solution is not in pretty sermons. Our solution for the pollution that is in this world is a rushing mighty wind from elsewhere. The wind of the Holy Spirit. It changed Peter's life. When the wind came, it blew away the pollution of his guilt. We're living in a time where we're experiencing winds of war, winds of racism, winds of recession, winds of social, economic, and political upheaval. I mean, it's in the air everywhere. And in people's lives, there's winds of hopelessness. People don't know where to turn to, so they turn to pills. They turn to drugs, hoping that just something that they take can blow away the depression and the discouragement and the disease that gnaws at them every day. But folks, we need a wind from elsewhere. The wind of the Spirit. The wind of Pentecost is the solution for the pollution that is filled this world. What we really need on this Pentecost Sunday is we need a win from elsewhere to fill this church and to fill those that are empty and give us a brand new beginning. Certainly we have the solution for the pollution. Hallelujah. As I was preparing this, I got this in my spirit. There are so many people that have become winded. They've become winded. Many of God's people have become winded. And I looked up the word winded. And the word winded simply means to be out of breath. And I kind of saw as it were in my heart that people were going from place to place and they were busy and they were busy and they were busy and they were on their, their devices and there were so many things going on and just kind of a, just a, a, a mass of confusion polluting their souls. So busy. But not busy about the things that the Lord wants us to be busy in. Out of breath. Out of breath. No wind. 
I don't know whether I'm going to be able to make it to work or not. I am so exhausted. I've been winded by all of the pollution that is in this world. It's time for this wind from elsewhere to give us a second wind. The, the, the pandemic has winded a lot of people. They are so winded that they can't get to church. They are so winded that they're having difficulty managing their life. I remember when I was in eighth grade, <laughs> I played football. Football was not my sport, but I played it anyway because my friends were playing it. And I just wanted to. So I can remember we're in downtown Minneapolis and we're playing a game, eighth grade. And I was a defensive end. And I ended up encountering a guy that was bigger than me and had a major league helmet on. And his helmet went right into my belly. And I fell over and I was like, I got the wind and knocked out of me. So the coach being of a bright mind, instead of keeping me in the game, he put me on the sidelines so I could get my wind back and so that I could breathe and get some fresh air. Some of you need to get out of the games that you've been playing. And go to the sidelines and breathe in. Come on, somebody. Breathe in. Breathe in. And many times that starts by us just saying, Lord, forgive me. I've been going here, going there, and all these trivial pursuits. Here's what Acts says in Acts 3 and verse 19. Are you still here? Acts 3.19 says, So repent, change your mind and purpose, turn around, and do what? Return to God. That your sins may be erased, blotted out, and wiped clean. Now notice this. That times of refreshing. That's what this service is all about. We've been refreshed already. But we're going to get even more so refreshed. That times of refreshing, and notice this, a recovery from the effects of heat. Recovery from the fiery test, the fiery trials. And a reviving, with what kind of air? A reviving of fresh air. Air from heaven. Air that that wind from elsewhere brings into our lives and makes it so available. A recovering from the effects of heat. Now notice this. A reviving with fresh air. Where does it come from? It comes from the marijuana shop. Now wait a minute. It comes from the doobies down the street. There's no fresh air in that. It may make you feel okay for a moment, but there ain't no high. There ain't no high. There ain't no high like the most high. Hallelujah. The devil has tried to take our breath away these last three years. You got to monitor your oxygen level. You got to monitor your oxygen level. 
but he is a defeated foe and God is restoring fresh air. God is restoring H2O. He's restoring oxygen to his church today. Oh, lift your hands and say, I'm a candidate. I receive, I receive, I receive. Glory to God. A win from elsewhere. Somebody say, yeah, but Pastor Mark, this day of Pentecost happened years ago, but it's not a one-time event. You can still experience Pentecost today by simply receiving the Holy Spirit. Oh, hallelujah. By simply opening up your heart. On that day of Pentecost, as I said, Peter stood up and preached. They were mocking them. They were out in the streets. Folks, they went from that upper room to the streets in the middle of that big feast. And they were speaking in other tongues. And everyone understood because they were speaking in their language. It was powerful. And Peter said, These men and women are not drunk, as you suppose. In verse 16 of Acts 2, he says, But this is that that was spoken by the prophet Joel. And it shall come to pass in the last days, says God, that I'm going to pour out my spirit on all flesh. Hey, your sons, your daughters, your granddaughters, your grandbabies, hallelujah, they're going to prophesy. Your young men are going to see visions and your old men are going to dream dreams. I'm still seeing visions, but I'm starting to get some dreams now. And on my men servants and on my maid servants, I'm going to pour out in those days and they shall prophesy. And then he really went into preaching mode. He talked about the death, the burial of the resurrection of Christ. And he pointed to them and said, whom you crucified. (laughs) Whom you crucified. And we pick it up in verse 37. It says, now when they heard this, they were cut to the heart. It's that sword. And Peter said... And said to Peter and the rest of them, Men and brethren, what shall we do? I guess that's a good question. Then Peter said in verse 38, Repent, and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remissions of sins. Now notice the rest. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Amen. You do not receive the gift of the Holy Ghost if you're not saved. You need to repent. Notice the progression. Repent. Call on the name of the Lord. And you will be saved. Be baptized, number two. And then receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Now notice with me in verse 39. Read this with me because this is so important. Ready, read. For the promise is to you and to your children and to all who are far off as many as the Lord God shall call. In other words, he's saying it's not just for you, but this is for everybody. Point to yourself and say, this is for me. This is for everybody. I was in a roundtable Zoom meeting with Keith Hershey and Dick Burnell and myself and Brother Muncie, who is one of Joel Osteen's assistant pastors. And we had a wonderful time. And Larry Lee was on there talking about prayer, talking about the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. And Phil Muncie, who oversees Champions Network, which is hundreds if not thousands of pastors that look at Joel Osteen as their pastor, and they accommodate uh, where people can go to church, where they can get a good message. And Phil said, here's what I'm believing. 
I'm believing that on Pentecost Sunday, there's going to literally be thousands and thousands of people baptized in the Holy Ghost. And you know what I'm praying for? Not only in this church, but I'm praying worldwide. I'm praying worldwide. Folks, we must not leave home without Him. We must not get on 880 without Him. We must not go to the job without Him. For without Him, we can't do anything. Here's what I'm believing for. Not only in this Bay Area, I'm believing that thousands and even millions of people across this world are going to experience the infilling and the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. With the Bible evidence of speaking that pure language. You know, one thing I've discovered about that pure language and praying in the Holy Ghost, it keeps me in the love of God. It keeps me from being critical of other people. There's just something that happens when you commune and you fellowship with the Holy Spirit. You'll start seeing things from His perspective. Now understand this, that His Word is His perspective. And so if we follow His Word and we go along that path and we commune with the Holy Spirit, not only will we be built up and be free from the pollution that comes and knocks on our door daily, oh, glory to God, we will be a blessing to our community. I believe this, that the best husbands in the world are husbands that are filled with the Holy Ghost. The best wives in this world are those that are filled with the Holy Ghost. Somebody says, do I have to be filled? No, you do not. You get to be. In the book of Ephesians, he says, but be being filled with the Holy Ghost. Perhaps you've been asked this question. What do you think about once saved, always saved? Well, personally, I don't think about it. I'm saved, and I'm going to stay that way. The end of your theological bait. I'm saved, and I'm going to stay saved. Now, one thing I do not believe in, I do not believe in once filled, always filled. I believe that a person can be filled with the Holy Spirit. But how many of you know, my brothers and sisters, we leak. (laughs) There's so much pollution out there. There's so many things that are vying for our time. You know what I'm talking about. We all have experienced the drains of this world. And that's why, as my spiritual father said, we must have constant infillings and refillings with the Holy Spirit. And that's what you've done this morning. That's what you've done by getting out of bed and coming to church and lifting up your voice in an atmosphere of joy, in an atmosphere of glory. You're experiencing a refilling. A refilling. Of the Holy Ghost. Woo, glory to God. Raise your hands right now and thank Him. Thank you, Lord, for refillings of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. It's for everybody. It's for everybody. It's for everybody. If you're a school teacher, get filled. If you're a police person, get filled. If you're a first responder, get filled. If you're a husband, get filled. If you're a wife, get filled. If you're a mom, for heaven's sake, get filled with the Holy Ghost. I said with the Holy Ghost. 24 years after Pentecost, Paul journeyed to Ephesus 
And he met some believers and he introduced them to the person of the Holy Ghost. Look at Acts 19. And it came to pass that while Apollos was at Corinth, Paul, having passed through the upper coast, came to Ephesus and finding certain disciples. Everyone say certain disciples. That means that these guys were born again. And he said unto them, Have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? And they said unto him, We have not so much as heard whether there be any Holy Ghost. Twenty years, twenty-four years. And he said unto them, Unto what then were you baptized? And they said, Unto John's baptism. And when Paul laid his hands upon them, the Holy Ghost came on them, and they spoke with tongues. And what did they do? They prophesied. Have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? Peter, Lord, a mighty man of God, went home to be with the Lord not too long ago. He was a Baptist minister. And he read in Acts chapter 19, Have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? And his bent was toward theology, so he was giving himself sort of a theological answer. Well, God Father, God Son, God Holy Ghost. Of course, I have the Holy Ghost. Of course. And the Spirit of God spoke to him. Now, don't be offended by this. This is his testimony. God said to him, Now your mother-in-law came to live with you 18 months ago. Have you received her? And he went, Nope. (laughs) And the Spirit of God spoke to him and said, That is exactly the way a lot of my children are. Yes, the Holy Spirit lives in us once we get saved. But a lot of my children have never received the fullness of the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit within at the new birth and the Holy Spirit upon you shall receive power after he's come upon you. R.A. Torrey, who helped evangelist D.L. Moody found his Bible college, taught that the baptism in the Holy Spirit was a unique experience subsequent to conversion. He said this, In regeneration, there's an impartation of life. And the one who receives it is saved. But in the baptism with the Holy Spirit, there's an impartation impartation of power, and the one who received it is fitted for service. So we can see from the word of God that there is this dual working of the spirit of God. Amen. P.C. Nelson, who was one of the uh, well-known ministers in the assemblies of God, said this. Without his presence, the believer is devoid of power. He said, "It's, it's like a dead locomotive with neither fuel, water, nor steam. He said the fact was abundantly demonstrated in the experience of the apostles before and after they were baptized in the spirit of Pentecost. This is normal experience for believers today. And this morning, and I'm closing, and I'm going to ask the worship team to come back. Because we're going to take a few moments today and we're going to pray and we're going to believe and we're going to receive. I want you to listen very carefully what the Holy Ghost gave me this morning. Number one, you can receive today. You can receive a fresh filling today. And the Lord gave me four R's. What's going to happen in this place is number one, there's going to be a refilling. There's going to be a refueling. Number three, there's going to be restoring from the effects of heat. And then there's going to be a reviving with fresh air. Every one of us, including Brenda and myself, we're open to receive from here. Just think about it. If we can come together in unity in the body of Christ, just think about what can happen. So I want you, as you're seated right now, to just let... This worship song 
permeate your very being, that I'm going to come back and we're going to pray. Amen. There's nothing worth more that will ever come close.
is changing. The pollution is being removed because we receive the wind from elsewhere. Everyone stand to your feet right now. Hallelujah. And either with hands lifted up or your palms open like this. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, Jesus, we're asking you to do what you are famous for. Do what you are famous for in this house. Do what you are famous for in each temple. Oh, hallelujah. Lord, you are famous for filling people with the Holy Ghost and fire. You are famous as our baptizer in the Holy Ghost and our baptizer in fire. Oh, Father, we pray, Lord. We pray for a fresh fire. We pray for a refueling. We pray for a restoration, Lord. All the pollution that has come against our soul in the name of Jesus. Come Holy Spirit. Come Holy Spirit. Come Holy Spirit. And blow everything away. Oh, say this with me. I receive. Jesus, fill me with the Holy Ghost. Jesus, fill me and refill me and restore me from the crown of my head to the soles of my feet. I believe. I receive. Oh, the Holy Spirit. Oh, lift your hands. Lift your hands and pray in tongues or praise in tongues or pray in English. Oh, a fresh infilling. Oh, thank you for restoring a pure language, Lord. A language that is free from the contamination of this world. A pure language. Heaven's language. Go ahead, folks. Lift your voice. Lift your hands. Begin to pray in the Holy Ghost. How long has it been since you prayed in the Spirit? How long has it been since you've been in the presence of the Lord? Lift your voice. Oh, that's it that's it he's falling in this place he's falling upon us he's falling upon us holy spirit you are welcome here Come flood this place, the very atmosphere. Let's sing it again. Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. Welcome in my life. You are welcome in me. Oh, Rikishanda Labasotanabaya. 
What are you sensing, honey, in the house today? Hallelujah. I'm telling you what's happening. There's a revival of fresh air. Some of you need to take a deep breath. A deep breath as a point of contact, breathing in the presence of the Holy Spirit. There's recovery taking place. The atmosphere, the landscape of our life is being changed by the wind from elsewhere. Magnify the Lord. Ha ha ha. Lifting up your voice. Lifting up your hand. Hallelujah. What are you sensing, sweetheart? Along with that fresh wind from heaven, there's that fresh fire from heaven. I was reading in Acts when you were sharing that in Acts chapter 2. In that passion, it said they saw a pillar of fire descend in their midst and it engulfed each one of them. And that same Holy Ghost fire is here. The wind of the Holy Spirit has blown into this place. And there is an engulfing happening of a modresa. The word engulf means they are overwhelmed. They were consumed from the top of their head to the soles of their feet with the Holy Ghost and with fire. That's why they went out in the streets. That's why they started to witness to everyone. When we get refreshed and when we get refired, we become like the prophet of old. It was like fire shut up in my bones and I could not keep it to myself. Oh, people of God, what we have been granted, what we have received is so awesome. We shouldn't keep it to ourselves. We get refreshed. We get refueled. We get refired. <laughs> and it's a And we take it to the streets. We take it to the people. Woo! We take Amen. it to our jobs. Hallelujah. <laughs> now here's what I here's what I see in my spirit. I want you to put your hands on the shoulder of the person next to you and just pray. For that fresh anointing, that fresh fire. Father, right now, as a congregation, oh, how we need you, Lord. Oh, how we need the fire. Oh, how we need you, Lord. Oh, how we need you as a church. Oh, Rabasandirilibaka. Oh, Rakasatalabakongre. Oh, Dedidishilibroto. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, let the fire of the Lord fall upon each and every one of us today. Just open your mouth and start praising Him. Oh, my, 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 my. Thank you, Lord. That's all right. That's all right. That's all right. The presence of the Lord is here. I can feel Him in the very atmosphere. The very presence of Jesus is in this place. Permeating our souls. Igniting our spirits for the days and for the journey that is ahead. Holy Spirit, we acknowledge you on this day of Pentecost. We cherish you, revealer of truth, the one who points us to Jesus. Anoint every one of us, I pray, from pastor to every one of us. Anoint us with fresh oil. 
May the anointing come upon us and turn us into another man. Turn you into another woman. Turn you into a person that is filled with the fullness of God. Father, I pray that all of us may experience the richest measure of your divine presence. And Lord, that we become a body wholly filled and flooded with God himself. We are the army of the Lord. We are the army of the Lord. And God is raising up a prayer army in this church. An army that will pray from a pure place. An army that will pray with a pure language. An army that will see nations changed. An army that will see the Bay Area changed by the power of God. Oh, say with me, I answer the call from the fire of God to join this wonderful prayer army. Holy Spirit, Spirit of prayer, fall heavily, fall strong upon us. I think we ought to rejoice a little bit. I think we ought to lift our hands. Glory to God. They thought they were drunk on the day of Pentecost. They thought they were drunk on the day of Pentecost. There's going to be a lot of people getting drunk driving tickets this week. But not us. We're full of the Holy Ghost. We're drunk in the Holy Ghost. Filled with the fullness of God. Ha, ha, ha. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. My, my, my. My, my, my. Expression. 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 And so I believe the Spirit of the Lord would have us to continually express ourselves by praying and praying in the Holy Ghost. By gathering together like we did today. Amen. Where the song leaders don't have to pump a congregation up. But you already come in pumped up. Amen. You already come in pumped up. And what we experience is an explosion of almightiness. An explosion of signs and wonders and miracles. Hallelujah. I'm telling you the pollution. We have the solution for the pollution. And it's a wind from elsewhere. It's the wind of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. So be restored in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Take a checkup for the things that have winded you and lay them aside and repent and return unto me, says the Lord. And no more shall you be winded, but you shall be filled with the wind of the Holy Spirit. And I shall attend your way and I will lead you and guide you on the paths that I have ordained before the foundation of the world. So be encouraged today. It's Pentecost Sunday. It's Pentecost Sunday. It's Pentecost Sunday. Every one of us, every one of us can experience Pentecost every day. Oh, hallelujah. Amen.